Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show and Happy New Year. Uh, good God, I started this in 2010. I can't believe 2016. ClickBank still going. Who would have thought, huh? Here we are. So here's what I got on top four tonight. Lots of stuff. I am a recent fanatical convert to uh, crockpot cooking, which I don't know. It's, it's something I feel like everybody already knows about, but I just ha I'm having so much fun with this, and I'll just take you for some reason people seem to enjoy when i talk about food and cooking so i'm gonna do that tonight i'm gonna tell you all about how wonderful cooking with a crock pot is i have uh i said i was gonna do six news reviews but i think it's really gonna be more like 10. yeah so we got that uh i'm gonna t i'm going to give a, a spoiler free review of uh the Force Awakens, the new Star Wars movie, which I saw last weekend. Uh, Making a Murderer, a new fantastic show on Netflix. Penny Dreadful. Not sure what network that's on. I can't remember if in the past I've ever talked about Tim's Vermeer, which is a fantastic movie documentary. So I'll keep that quite brief. I'm going to talk about all of the hor well, some of the horrible things that modern feminism is doing to hurt women. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a it's a plain simple fact just the just the, the the amount of time from now until the year 2030 is less than the amount of time that has passed from now until the year 2000. Well, it's maybe something you hadn't thought about. It's not especially interesting. It's just there's fewer seconds or fewer hours or fewer days, however you want to look at it, between now and the year 2030 than there is from now until the year 2000. It doesn't really mean anything. But it's interesting to think about just in, just in terms of time. While it's an undeniable fact that there is less time between now and 2030 than now and 20 and the year 2000, uh, it, it's not really going to work out that way. Um, not in terms of the way that you perceive time. Because we don't, we don't perceive time the same way that a clock does. A clock is exactly accurate. It, every tick of the second, there's, there's just fewer now between now and 2030. But it won't be that way for you. And that's because the way we perceive things is, well, time flies. And if you think about, you know, you could probably think about where you were certainly in the year 2000. It, it doesn't seem like a, a long time, does it? Even though it has been 16 years, it sure doesn't feel that way. It's a weird thing how technology influences the way that we perceive time. I think it makes time last longer. I mean, everything works faster these days. I mean, if you want to go back to, well, 30 years before, if you want to go back to the year 1970, you know, there was really no way to communicate with some, unless you picked up a telephone. Other than that, that was your only way to instantly communicate with somebody. If you wanted to send a letter, you were looking at, you know, between a couple days and a week or two more if you want to send something to to paris or whatever you know it's uh we can communicate with anyone we want all over the world 
at this point, the text message is actually quite slow compared to some of the other options that we have. I think all of that makes time last longer, at least the way we perceive it. Because with all these things that we have that are so fast, at least in terms of communication, kind of frees up a lot of time, actually. There's a lot more time to be wasted, but that's a choice. Time doesn't really mean anything until all of yours runs out. And that has been the thing. I, I haven't talked, I, I talked about one of them, but I haven't talked about all of them. This past year, 2015, I have experienced and dealt with more death than any other year that I've been alive. I guess I've been pretty lucky that up until this past year, um, the only deaths that I really had to deal with were family members who were already uh, quite old and, and frankly suffering in one form or another. So when the end comes, it's sometimes a relief. Uh, never good, but, you know, it's never good for you. So this past year with all these uh, people and animals, none, 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 my cats are fine, but, um, you know, I've had some friends who uh, have had animals that they've lost that, you know, we're, I don't want to say as important to them as children, but, you know, if you don't have any children, then that's what your pets are to you. And it just, you know, so many of them, and it was all it was all mostly towards the end of the year, so many, one after another. And just thinking that and realizing that how lucky I had been that for such a long time there was no death that I was personally con connected to, and then all of them, so many of them, one after another, kind of realize, you know, nobody lives forever. And realizing that while last year was a bad year for me, it's only getting, just got to be realistic sometimes. It's only going to get worse. There's only going to be more. The longer you know someone, at least, I don't know, I'm 39, right? If you go by the numbers, uh, you know, it's about half over for me, huh? Uh, I think I'd be um, quite happy to live to 80. I, I don't, I'm not a teetotaler, okay? Um, yeah, so we're all on borrowed time, and every day, every day, there's just less and less of it. And the longer you know someone, and the longer you, you've cared about someone, the odds are, the less time you're going to have. Most relationships don't last that long. But I guess maybe the ones that matter, those are the ones that do. You would think, or, or I would think, that maybe I would find some kind of solace in 
the the facts that I'm I'm well aware of that this uh, you know w what I know about the way the universe works and the time that's ha that has elapsed so far and how much there is to go. I mean, you know, saying that our time here is like a a drop in the bucket is is a gross over exaggeration. Um, if you've got a bucket, even a small one, a drop is way more than what your life represents. Uh, maybe if you cut up that drop a million times, okay, and then maybe you're beginning to get close to something that's not such a huge over-exaggeration as far as an, you know, an analogy goes. So what, I mean, it's also, this obviously begs the question, you know, what does it, what does it mean, really? What does your life mean? It's undeniably insignificant in the, in the, the terms of, you know, the universe. You're nothing. To those who love you and those you're close close with, I mean, your life means a whole lot more. Your 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 life and theirs, well, that's everything. And that's something that when you put into the context of a concept like the universe, um, it's the universe that becomes quite meaningless. Keep in mind, I mean, we really only knew about how big this place is that exists until it was very recently, you know, very, very recently. And, you know, we don't, we don't know everything yet, but we've got a pretty good idea of what's going on out there. For the rest of, you know, for the thousands of years where, you know, there at least was recorded history, nobody knew anything about it. They were just guessing. They didn't even know, you know, they didn't even know we, we went around the, the sun, you know, and there's still people debating that. That's fun if you want to laugh. Flat Earth. It's huge these days. <laughs> if you want to laugh, I mean... But anyway. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's better not to know all that. I, I, listen. That's, that's, that's why I, 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 I kind of envy... I really do envy people who believe in God sometimes. Although it's... I don't want... You know, I, 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 I value knowledge, certainly. It's like, man, wouldn't it be nice to have something to look forward to? Well, when you die, it's the world that ends. So, what am I trying to say with all that? I'm trying to say I'm trying to figure things out. Because, um, I mean, it doesn't matter, actually. When you, when, when you think about, um, I've been thinking about life in a, in a different way because, like, I don't know 
when I'm going. Um, I, I certainly don't have any plans of, uh, I don't have any plans of having much direct control over that. Like I said, I'll be real happy to make it to 80. So the first half's been pretty good overall. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased actually with the way things have gone. If you, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, to even be born a human, to even, you know, exist, forget about a human, to just exist as something that, that can think. Uh, you you, you kind of won the lottery already, but in some, that has a big asterisk because, I mean, I don't know, would you rather be born something, you know, that has really low intelligence, but, you know, can live pretty well? You know, like a wild animal, for example, you know? They have, they have good, you know, they have things that feel good. That they, I, I believe they can love and they, they have compassion they, and they care and stuff. And well, living outside, you know, it, it, it ain't easy. Sometimes it's not too bad. Compare that to, I don't know, being born a woman in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Would I take uh, being a dog on Venice, on Venice uh, Beach? Yeah, I, I think I would. Certainly have more rights. So we've hit the jackpot. If you're listening to this right now, you have hit the all-time mega multi-millions jackpot. It's just that the chances are so, so astronomical that you are here, that you are alive, that you have a roof over your head, that you know when you're, where and when your next meal is coming. I mean, these are, these are luxuries. I mean, there's billions of people on the planet and I don't know. Good chunk, maybe a third. They don't know the answers to any of those questions. They'd... They're just looking, you know, day by day just to survive, just to live to the next day. Just to make it another day without being thrown in jail because of something that you thought. For all the shit that we get wrong in this country, I mean, at least you can think freely. That's a liberty that most don't have. It's a crazy thing, huh? So how do you put this all? You know how? And this is, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. How do you make sense of all of this suffering and all of this luck and all of this randomness into? Something that, you know, for most of us probably seems quite structured, your life. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess what this last year has taught me is that the relationships that you have with your friends and your family have got to be the most important thing in life. I I, I know it seems simple to say, but it's... But, if it's the most important thing in your life, wouldn't it be the thing that you think and act upon the most? But it isn't. I don't think it is for most people. It really hasn't been for me. And then when they're gone, then that's all that you think about. Why weren't you thinking about it more when they were here? I guess sometimes... You got to lose something before you know what you really had.
Onward. I got a fun riddle. Now, this is something I'm, I'm sure some of you have heard before. So, I mean, for those of you listening uh, on the replay, this doesn't matter to you. But for those few of you that are here listening live, please don't. If you know this, don't don't put the answer in the chat. If you want to PM me or ask me an answer via private message, that's fine. But don't ruin it for the people here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something, and let's see if you could figure it out. This one's pretty pretty fun. I'll, uh, I don't know, it's kind of long. Well, not really. I mean, long for, I'll put it in the chat too. Let's see if you can figure this one out. How quickly do you think you can find out what is so unusual about this paragraph? It looks so ordinary. You would think nothing is wrong with it. And in fact, nothing is. But it is unusual. Why? If you study it and think about it, you may find out, but I am not going to assist you in any way. You must do it without coaching. No doubt, if you work at it for long enough, sorry, no doubt, if you work at it for long, it will dawn on you. Who knows? Go to work and try your skill. For most, par is about a half an hour. Good luck. <laughs> this one took me a while. Okay, uh, so where do we start? Let's talk, uh, ooh, I don't know. Let's talk about crockpot cooking. So... I was, uh, I wanted to make a nice sauce, you know, a nice pasta sauce. And I was looking for recipes on the internet. You know, I was just tired of buying, you know, the classical bottle, you know, whatever. I was just like, I'm going to make a nice sauce from scratch, from tomatoes and whatever else. So I, so I go on the internet and I start looking up recipes and, you know, that's the, the I don't understand. I really don't understand these days how anyone can actually publish a cookbook that people buy. I, I mean, you just go, you, you, if, if you Google anything you could think of, I mean, you're going to find 20,000 recipes for it. How could any, uh, what, what's the point of buying a cookbook? I don't get it. But, you know, but I, I'm glad that they do still sell cookbooks because I was at a friend's place once and I noticed he had like four recipe, recipe books on crock pot cooking. You know, this was like a couple months ago. And I, I you know, I knew of the, 
concept of a crock pot, but I didn't really know how they worked. I didn't know what it was, and I never really had much interest in it. But then I started reading it and asking him about it. And he's like, yeah, they're really great. You know, makes food so good. So I was marginally interested. I, I was aware of the, I was aware of crock pots, I guess. I don't think my mom ever used one. I think my, uh, my father's mother might've used crock pots, but I, I don't really remember. So when I, you know, fast forward a few weeks later, and then I wanted to make some fresh, uh, you know, from scratch, sauce for pasta, and I started to go out and look up recipes, I noticed that a lot of the recipes were designed to be used, uh, to be made with a crock pot. So I was just like, you know what? I pretty much know the ingredients that I need to get, you know. I was going to go to the, the, the closest supermarket I have by me is the Chinese supermarket. That, that, that's the one they got the lobsters and stuff to there. And their prices are really good, and it's convenient. So I was going to go there, and I'm like, the, like next door to the Chinese supermarket is this store that um, they don't really sell anything in particular. It's like a it's like a closeout store. I guess what they do, I, I think the way it works is they like, when a manufacturer like makes too many of something, they buy the surplus and they put it in this big store. So it's like they're, like when you walk in there, like there's different things in there every week. I don't understand really how they have repeat customers when they always have different stuff. But I mean, for example, well, I, I know one way that the store makes a lot of sense is like for toys. Um, they always have different toys and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that, I don't know, whoever made the toys made too many and they bought a lot. And I don't, I don't know, maybe they're, they're slightly, uh, Yes. I don't know. They're, 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 maybe there's something slightly cosmetically wrong with them or something like that. But like everything that they sell there is cheap. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk to the Chinese supermarket. But before I get there, I'm going to go to the lot less closeout store and maybe they'll have a crock pot. If they have a crock pot, I know it's going to be cheap. And maybe if the, you know, maybe I'll give it a whirl. So I go in there and lo and behold, not only did they have an actual section? Well, they had a shelf with some crockpots on it, um, and they had different sizes. And I was like, "Okay, great." Now I didn't really know what size to get, but I'm I'm looking at you know they got the eight quart, six quart, four quart, and these things they were huge. And I'm like, well, "I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna, you know, this is like this is like cooking for a family. You know, I'm I'm just cooking for myself." So I was like, these are all too big. I, but then I noticed they had one, just one left, this little baby crock pot. I think it's, uh, I think this is a one and a half quart crock pot. And it looked like it could fit enough food for basically for, it, it said on the box that it'll make a meal for two, but I'm a big eater. So I'm like, that's probably perfect for me. This is probably something where I could throw some shit in here and make a meal for myself whenever I wanted to. The price was $14, so I'm just like, all right, 14 bucks, fuck it. Let's give it a shot. That's that's hardly anything, right? You can't even buy a fucking full pizza for $14 in New York. So what the fuck? I, a piece of hardware? If I don't like it, it's not the end of the world, right? Okay, so I buy my uh, I buy my one and a half uh, quart little baby uh, crock pot jobby over there, and then I go to the uh, Asian supermarket, and I got the things I needed for the pasta sauce. But, you know, when when I was going through all the recipes online and stuff, I, you know, that you, 
started looking like, well, since I'm, you know, I knew I was going to go to the store. I'm like, I, I know that I may own a crock pot in the next half hour. So I'm just looking at other recipes and they all look really easy. By the way, Martha Stewart might be a cunt, certainly a felon, but that website is fantastic. I love the Martha Stewart channel or, or her website or whatever. They, she does these videos and she's, you know, I just really enjoy watching her. She's very, I know she's not a nice person. I know people who have um, personally dealt with her um, in business and in life, and, and she's not a nice person, but boy, is she pleasant to watch on on uh, on on the internet and she and you know so for, frankly most of my recipes are from her uh but you know there's like a common theme like there's easy things to make if you just take some simple vegetables you take some carrots uh you take some uh potatoes some broccoli you know whatever uh i'm drawing a blank here but anyway a bunch of a bunch of easy to uh, celery you know ar aromatics stuff like that you know is take them up take them, chop them up, uh, mushrooms, you know, like easy stuff and like generally um, fairly inexpensive foods, you know, and they, and there's certainly good prices at the Chinese supermarket and it's, it's quite fresh, good stuff, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, I'll buy the stuff I need for the pasta sauce, but I'm going to buy some stuff for like a traditional crock pot type dish. So what I, what I did for my first one was they had uh, pork chops on sale, pork chops with the bone in. So I got, I think it was like, they, they were they were pretty cheap. They were like, I think they were like $1.30 a pound. So I got like a, a packet of like six pork chops. And then I got uh, potatoes. Uh, I already have the garlic, mushrooms, onion, you know, bunch of bunch of stuff. And basically, you know, you just, it, it, it really, it's almost... Uh, if, if you're not familiar with it, I'm, I'm looking at the videos and I'm watching people do this and they literally just throw all the shit in there, put the meat on top and like, that's it. And then they like, they're like, then you walk away for four hours or you walk away for eight hours. And I'm just like, it, it, can it really be that easy? So I said, all right, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set it. I'm going to, I still, I, I still, ma I did make the, the pasta sauce a few days later. And it is, you know, other than going to a fancy restaurant, I made, for myself, the best pasta sauce I've ever made. And it was fucking easy and a lot of fun. But that that doesn't surprise me that, you know, putting together tomatoes and like all this other all this other stuff and meat for to make a pasta sauce and cooking, that doesn't surprise me that, uh, you know, a slow heater works very well for it. But for, I was, you know, they got these videos, people are like, you know, pulling the meat out and it's like, it falls right off the bone. It just seemed too good to be true. So I wanted to try that first. So I went home, chopped up potato, onion, uh, mushrooms, garlic, and, uh, you know, salt, pepper. I think I threw a bay leaf in there. Uh, I don't know why you're supposed to do this, but I, I saw on most of the videos, you're supposed to put like a little water on the bottom and either some cornstarch or some flour in there. And just, you know, just so it coats the bottom. I don't know what that's for, but I do what Martha Stewart tells me to do. And I did that. So, so that, that, that's what you do. Then you put the vegetables on, on top and then whatever meat you have, you just put the meat on top of that. And then you you turn the thing on and it's it is a it's a weird thing because i like to be involved with cooking like when i cook a steak i don't walk away i'm in front of it the whole time now granted base you know the way i eat a, a steak is well 
you know, you know, first you show a cow a picture of the fire, then you cut off its horns, wipe its ass, and throw it on a plate. But you know, so it doesn't take a whole lot a whole lot of time for me. But I'm involved. You know, I'm involved with the steak. Like I am watching it every second. I'm moving it. I'm flipping it. I I don't. These people who say you know you just put it on. It, well, I, I get it for a barbecue, but like when you're when you're pan cooking a steak or and, and doing that, like I don't agree with the whole you know flip it once and and then you're done. No, I'm 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 flipping that steak like every five seconds, literally. I I, I cook it, I flip it, I flip it, I flip it. Make sure there's I'm very involved, very very involved. And you know as far as well as far as seafood is concerned, I typically have to fight with the shit to eat it. So like I'm super I I'm I'm used to being super involved with food. So this whole concept of just throw everything in a pot, turn it on, and then you know depending on if you cook, there's mine's got to, I don't I don't have a fancy you know surprise surprise that the fourteen dollar crockpot isn't one of the fancy ones. I, I see they got these ones with timers and all this shit. They didn't have that at lot less closeouts. They had ooh, excuse me. He doing that? Sorry guys. I I you know. The fourteen dollar one. It's got. It's actually got three settings. It's got high, low, and warm. So really, you're only cooking with one or two settings. So first time I tried, I said, okay, I'll try. I'll try a four hour, you know, fast, fast cook. Like four hours is fast. It's really strange to put everything in and then you do nothing. I'm not used to that, and I don't. I typically don't cook in an oven. Like I, I basically cook on the grill. Or in a pan because I have this horrible electric oven that it's just, first of all, it's not very good and it's so fucking expensive to run. So I've never used it. I like used it once and I've never used it again because it just fucking sucks and it's expensive. So this is a thing. It costs nothing to run, and but it's like, man, what a weird thing. You just, I'm just going to walk away for four hours and not do anything? So, you know, I couldn't do that. I, you know, after an hour, I'm like, I walk over and look at it. it smells good. Hey, it smells really good. But I'm I'm like, they, they say, you know, everything I read, like you're never supposed to take the top off because like supposedly that like lets all the, the the heat and the steam out and like you lose flavor and everything. So I'm just like, ah, I can't even take the lid off to see what's going on in there and like stir it or whatever, you know? But I didn't. I was good. I waited and like literally I'm watching the like it fucking matters, right? The, the last minute. I'm watching the last minute of the of the timer countdown. Okay, and then finally it's done. Okay. Whew. Take the top off, got got my plate ready, and you know, I go in because the, the pork the, the pork chop was on the top. So I take a pair of tongs and I'm like, you know, everyone's like the meat just falls off the bone. I'm like, all right. So I say to myself, I'm gonna take my pair of tongs. And I'm just gonna grab the bone of the pork chop and see if this is really true. And holy shit, I grabbed the, the the bone with the tongs. I lifted it up, and every single scrap of meat fell off it. There was zero meat on the bone of the pork chop. I could not believe it. I'm like, wow, this really works. So I fucking chuck the bone in the garbage. Take out a piece of first. I just want to take out a piece of pork. I ate it. Oh my god! I've never cooked pork that good before, never. So I take it out and I just make a you know just, just kind of plop everything in the on the plate and eat it. And what a what a great meal! And this was just my first shot. I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, I don't even know what the good recipes are. By the way, if you have good recipes, if you are experienced with crockpot cook cooking, I'm 
I mean, this is this is how I eat. I, I'm on a kick right now. So if you if you got recipes, man, send them my way. Send them, uh, clickbangradio at gmail.com. I am uh, I am on a don't, don't send me dessert shit though. But like, if you got like like a good chili recipe, I know there's a million out there. But I, I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather take one something from one of you guys. You know who I know at least somewhat personally. Yeah, so no desserts and stuff, but like hearty meals. What a what a perfect time too. It's so cold. It's winter time. It's fantastic. So I did that. Um, like I said, I made a a pasta sauce, which was which was really awesome. Just like a meaty pasta sauce. Got a couple of recipes for some stuffed meatballs. I'm gonna try. Uh, now I did a couple of times some stuff with. I, I gotta find the right meat. Because I've been using, um, i just been using like, uh, I don't know what I bought last. I bought whatever was on sale because the pork turned out so good. And it was, uh, and it, you know, it was so good. And given the price, you know, it was such a, a cheap cut of meat that came out so delicious. I decided to try to do the same thing with a, with a steak. And that, that didn't work out as good. I am, I can, I can absolutely cook a, because I've gotten that piece of meat before, and I cook it better in a pan than it came out in a crock pot. So I, I'm looking for a good piece of meat that I could use in it. Uh, yeah, I basically, I'm just open to ideas. So if you guys are experienced with this stuff, please do send me your recipes. I will try just about anything. Listen to this recipe. L listen to what I'm doing this weekend. Because I haven't tried it yet on the eight-hour setting. I've been doing four-hour cooks, you know? So listen to this one. This is what I'm doing this weekend. And this is going to be fucking awesome. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to, when I wake up on Sunday, I'm going to put this together. And then eight hours later, it'll be in time for dinner for the uh, for Sunday night football. So listen to this. This is a, brat, a bratwurst sauerkraut and potato recipe. You get some bratwursts. Now you got to boil them. First, so it's an extra step, but that's okay. What else am I doing? Sunday. So you get some bratwurst, you boil them. Then you get some sauerkraut. Now, you can get sauerkraut in any supermarket, but I'm pretty sure there's some, like, places that make... Like, there's a pickle place on Essex Street called the Pickle Guys, and they got awesome pickles. I think they got... I think they make sauerkraut, too. So I'm going to go get their sauerkraut. And then... You, you take a slice an onion, uh, some black pepper, uh, potatoes, uh, and beer. Uh, they recommend using Guinness in this uh, recipe. And then you just put it in the crock pot, put it on low in uh, eight to nine hours. How good does that sound? Right? That is, that is something I never would have considered making. Like, just there's just no way, you know? And you make it all in one pot. It's so fucking cool. I'm really, <laughs> I, how long I, I've been, I've, I'm sure I've just bored 90% of the audience for the last 20 minutes, but, uh, hey, this is what I'm into. <laughs> I'm into crock pot cooking. And one, one pot and one dish to, to wash. If you really want to be fucking lazy, you could just eat right out of the crock pot. What I'm probably going to do I am probably going to get another one and a half quart crock pot because then I have the option to make like two different things at once or 
just make a large portion. Like if I if I want to cook for me and a friend or something like that, then I can make two portions. So I have I have options. But I'm I'm actually glad I didn't get a larger crock pot. I'd rather have the flexibility of just the the little jobby. Anyway, I'm just having so much fun. So many things that I could not cook because I refused to use my shitty oven. Like I have like I have like a world of things I can make now for so cheap, for so cheap, so cheap, so easy. It is, whoo. Uh, the downside of it is that now, you know, the good that, I, I love the fact that you can just walk away. That you, I, you, And that's what I've been doing lately. I just like, when I got like errands to run or whatever, I got to do shit. I just put the shit in and I leave the fucking house, you know, I just come back and it's, you know, an hour later it's done or whatever. So the bad thing about that is that my cats, when I'm cooking meat, they just go fucking crazy. And they, even if you feed them, they don't stop because it's just a, it's just a constant smell of delicious meat that I'm not, you know. I, anyway, that's the only downside I can find to crockpot cooking. Otherwise, I am just uh, extremely enthused. Very excited. Please send me your recipes. Clickbangradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Let's do some snooze reviews here. So what do I got here? So I was, I'm very lucky that I have a friend. He's actually on my pool, pool league team who uses snooze because, um, it's, it's, it's a it's fucking, it, the, and this is something that vapors. I'm sorry, guys. Um, or, ordering snooze is, um, is not fun. I mean, the actual ordering process is the same as what you would go through to buy any kind of vape equipment online, right? But getting it is a bitch, and I'm, I am very sorry. Um, I went. Listen, nobody really knows what the FDA is going to do with these deeming regulations. Okay, but one thing I can, the one thing I can almost for certain guarantee is that there there will be no more shipping via the post by the post office by the you know USPS by the post office and just getting something in your mailbox they are not I'm sorry that's going away and it really fucking sucks because what I have to go through to get my snooze is not fun and everyone all everybody you know it's not as bad for vapors cuz you know, you have brick and mortars and well, not everybody, but most people do have a brick and mortar that they can get to. Uh, but for those of you who don't, man, I'm sorry, because you're going to be going through this. What what you have to do when you buy snooze is you have to physically be there when they deliver it. And you have to provide ID uh, proving that you're I don't know if it's I don't know what the age is. I mean, it's either over 18 or over 21. I'm not quite sure what it is, but. You got to be there and it's got to be through like UPS or FedEx or something like that. For some reason, I don't know. They just don't, I don't think you can get it through the, the through the post office. And maybe that's, that, that's because it has something to do with international, but whatever it is, I'm telling you the, that I, I'm 99% sure that when FDA does deemings, all the mail purchases, you will have to be there physically with identification to get your purchase. And it fucking blows. It probably blows more for me than other because okay so i order it from sweden now they they get you you know it's like 22 dollars for a shipment and 
that's not even my main gripe. I mean, that's not that sucks for sure. That's a lot for shipping, but at least it does get to you very quickly. It gets there in three days, so cool, right? But but you gotta be there. You gotta be home when the fucking UPS guy comes. And when is the UPS guy coming? You have no idea, you know. So okay, so invariably when you know the the UPS comes in the middle of the day and you're not there, now I gotta go get it. Right. Or I got to reschedule delivery. It it just becomes a fucking nightmare. So I just I got to go. So what do I got to do now? I got to go to the UPS center. Now, if they sent through FedEx, this would be great because there's a UPS right on. uh, There's I'm sorry. There's a FedEx right on Houston Street. So when I get things via FedEx, it's actually no trouble at all. But UPS fucking sucks. The UPS is all the way on the fucking west side on Houston Street. So I got to take the M20. There's no subway that cuts across Houston Street. So I got to take the fucking M21 and it's cold now. So I'm, you know, I got to wait in the cold for the bus to come. And I got to take the M21 all the way across. And it's, and so now instead of $22 shipping, now it's $22 shipping plus $275 each way on the M20, M21. And, you know, I got it. I think, I think the shipment arrived on at like, I don't know, it, it arrived just, it was just before Christmas. So UPS was packed. I get to UPS. You know, I called him. I said, I missed the thing. What time do I go to the UPS to pick up my shipment? And they're like, uh, it'll be ready after 8.15. So I says, okay, I'll get there at 8.30 or 8.40, right? He goes, yeah, give them a, what's 20 minutes to me, but maybe it'll take them time to get it off the truck or whatever. So I, I left extra time for them to have the stuff ready for me. I get there at like 8.35 or 8.40 or whatever. I give them the thing and they're like, well, it hasn't come off the thing yet. You know, you can wait or you can come back tomorrow. I'm, like, I'm not coming back tomorrow. I'm not going all the way across town again. So I said, oh, wait, okay. So I'm there watching cat videos on my fucking phone. That gets tired after, tiring after about 20 minutes. I waited there almost an hour, almost a fucking hour. And there, everyone else there is the, is the same thing. Everyone's pissed off because everything's taking forever. I had to wait for almost an hour. And then I get the, finally, I get the, the box and then I get, uh, I get back on the, I get back on the bus. At, at least it's, you know, at least I could try it instantly when I get on the bus. I don't have to wait till I get home. They haven't made it illegal to use oral tobacco in most places yet, but not that, not like they would know. This was supposed to be snooze reviews, wasn't it? Maybe I should talk about some actual brands. Anyway, um, I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure you're going to have to go through maybe not the entire shitty process that I go through to get snooze. But anyway, I, I got a lot. Cause like I said, I got a friend who uh, uses snooze too. So, um, yeah. So I got like, I think it was like a hundred and it was, it was like 15 cans a piece. Now, nor uh, you can buy, you can just go to a store and buy snooze in America, but basically you have one brand to choose from, which happens to be a great brand general, but, Basically, you have three flavors to choose from, uh, two of which are mints that aren't great, and one of them, which is a tobacco, which is excellent. Okay, great, fine. But it's still like, I think it's like seven bucks a tin. So it's still cheaper to buy it online, but you got to go through all this fucking nonsense. So when you do buy, and you're going to have to go through this fucking rigmarole, you get a lot, right? And get some new shit to try, too. So I got my, you know, they 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 got deals going, so I got... I got like a 10 roll thing and obviously I'm splitting everything with my friends. So I got five and five. 
um, that was on sale of the the general snus, which is like kind of like my go to every day. Really, you know, just really good stuff, and it was a super great price. What you end up paying um, from when you order from Sweden, that same tin that would cost me seven dollars walking into a store in America is like even after the shipping. Once you do the math and everything, it's really only like three dollars, so it, three or four dollars. So it's still less expensive, just inconvenient. Anyway, besides that, I got a bunch of new stuff. Here's what it is. First one, the best I've tried in the whole lot in terms of a tobacco flavor is from General, and it is the Onyx. By the way, most of these uh, snooses that I'm going to talk about here, uh, most of them were recommendations from James Martin. Uh, he runs the uh, he runs a snooze group. What's it called? Snooze Nation on Facebook, and he also has a a, a show uh, called Inside Vaping. So uh, you can uh, check. Uh, Check James out over there. So he made a lot of these recommendations for me. The General Onyx. This was the most expensive tin uh, of snus that I got, and my only regret is not buying more than uh, just one for me and one for my buddy. Uh, this shit, uh, it, it's the most expensive. So like their price is like I think it's close to four dollars a tin. It's like three sixty or something like that. But man, is it good and it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. It has this. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to get one of these. I open it up. I'm going to get one of these going now. Uh, it's got the beautiful uh, star arrangement that General used to have on all their stuff, and now most of their stuff doesn't have it. And they are these jet black packets, which I've never seen before. Oh, God, it smells so good. It just it basically smells like the like their the regular General Snoo stuff, but better. Um, it's just like the regular but better in every way. I mean, it's just this is, this is fucking primo shit, man. Next time... You're making an order or something like that or, or whatever. Onyx is the fucking bomb. I love it. Uh, this uh, maybe, yeah, may become my regular go-to. It's awesome. Um, I got some more of the G3 Normal Strength Slim Portion. I've had this in the past, and I just, um, I, I don't I don't like the flavor as much as the, certainly not as much as the General Onyx. Um, the, the flavor is good. I like it because it is those, it's the moist packets and it has higher nicotine so when i just want to get some nicotine you know going and some nicotine and flavor going quickly uh this is probably the best of anything that i have because the flavor and the nicotine just you know it's there is no such thing as instant gratification with snooze but this is the closest thing to it so uh general g.3 normal strength slim portion uh really good really really good i got some more of Again, this is uh, this is part of the general uh, XR line, the Gottensburg Rappé. I've had this before. Um, I got it again. Again, not something new to me, just something that I know I really like. Oh, and look, I got a little piece of potato in this one. Time to take that out. Um, some other new snooses that I tried. Uh, here, this is an interesting tin. This is the uh, Crafted Snooze Whiskey Single Malt Original. Blended by C. Anderson. I guess the name of the company is Premium Quality Snooze, I guess. Crafted by A.G. Snooze. I, I really can't tell what, what the name of the company is. I suppose it would tell me on the bottom, but this isn't Swedish. So I don't know what it says. Uh, so anyway, it's the thing that says Crafted Snooze Whiskey Single Malt Original. Interesting thing about this tin, it's the only tin of snooze packets that I've ever bought that doesn't have a catch. 
Uh, usually they give you uh, the, the, you know, you can obviously open the tin to get to the snooze and use it. And then, but there's another little thing you can pop off at the top, which is basically like if you're out and about, you can just take it out of your mouth and put it in there as like a, a temporary garbage until you get near a garbage can. Um, that's nice. Uh, I don't use that very often, but it's just interesting that this tin of snooze does not have a catch. I've never seen that before on anything other than loose snooze. Anyway, uh, usually with snooze, it's very similar in a certain respect to e-liquid in that uh, if, you know, like generally with e-liquid, if you like the way it smells, you generally have a pretty good chance that you're going to like the way it tastes. And on the inverse, even more so goes true. If you don't like the way an e-liquid smells, there's a very small chance that you are going to like the way it tastes. This snooze, I thought for sure something that smells like whiskey would be something that I would like. I don't like the way it smells at all. I mean, I haven't opened this up in a few. Somebody told me if you let it sit, it gets better. Let me open this up. No, I don't think this smells like any whiskey that I would want to drink at all. But I'll tell you what, I love the way it tastes. It tastes fucking fantastic. Um, I love this stuff. I, I just don't understand how something that smells so unpleasant, tastes so good. I don't get it, but I like it. Good shit, and like I said, uh, quite an unusual can. Uh, then there is this uh, Grove. What company makes this? I don't know. Probably a company called Grove, G-R-O-V. This is a, These are all portion snoozes. I didn't pick up any uh, loose snooze because I'm still working on my last, uh, my last tin of general uh, loose. So this is... Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Everything on this is Swedish. I don't. I don't know what any of this means. But it's a, it's a it's a, a brown tin. It says Portion Grove, crafted to Bacchusman, to to Bacchusmack. Any, I think it's just like their normal portion snooze. I like it. I don't love it. Uh, smells great. Uh, I just don't love it. It's it's just a, it's just like a a. You know what this is probably good for. Because there are some people that don't like the general snooze. They don't like that bergamot signature that's in general. I don't get any of that. Now, I like that bergamot. I like that. I like that extra little signature kick that general has on almost everything that they make. This does not have it. And it is a good tobacco flavor. I just like the tobacco flavor with the bergamot and whatever the hell else general puts in their stuff that I just really like. So this is not something I would order again. Um, but maybe if you don't like general, this is a good tobacco for you. Maybe. Okay. So now I have some flavored snooses here. So, uh, this one, I only got this because it won like an award for best new, uh, fruity flavored snooze. This is a, a Jacobson's Melon Stark Slim White Dry Portion. Now this is uh, an interesting tin in that everything is English on it, except the bottom. Uh, do they even tell you how much nicotine is in this? 
No. That's something I do like on, I do like when they tell you how much nicotine you, no, this doesn't tell you. Uh, I don't think it's a lot though, but this is, uh, this is, I was skeptical about getting a fruity flavored snooze. So this is like a, I don't know. I think it's a watermelon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a watermelon. It's like, it's very fruity. Like it's very aromatic when you smell it. And I was skeptical about liking something like this, and I like it a lot, actually. Not only do I like the flavor, it really lasts a long time, and it gives you good flavor for a long time. I don't think it's particularly high in nicotine. I wish I could. No, it doesn't say. So I, I have no idea. I, I would guess this is like a regular strength, like a 0.85 or a 0.9 nicotine snooze. And uh, I will be ordering this again. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the, the, the tin is a pretty shitty construction. I don't like how the the the, the bottom is quite um it's not very solid. So I I, I don't I don't love the uh tin uh but I love what's in it. So I will be getting this again for sure. Then I have two um mint or menthol-y snooses. Now this this is the one that James recommended to me and then the other one is a different one. This is called the Lab 22 Slim White Mint. Now, this snooze is very interesting. It's a classy tin, first of all. Very cool looking. Um, oh, smells great. Smells a little bit better than, than I like the flavor. It, 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 it is good. I like it a lot. And something interesting about this snooze is that it has a chemical called xylitol in it. And... Uh, xylitol is a very interesting sweetener. It is a sweetener that actually is good for your teeth. Um, if you there's the there's the wicked the Wikipedia article about xylitol um, in clinical studies. Uh, not this is not you know for I don't know how much they've they've done this with snus, but just like if you put xylitol in your mouth, whether it be in like candy or whatever else. Um, it's good for your gums and good for your teeth and seems for some reason to prevent cavities. Go figure. I don't know. Um, that's kind of cool, I guess. But um, uh, I would have ordered more of this, but I probably won't only because I got this other. Sno I've, I've got like I've got like three of these left. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, Nick and Johnny. Green ice, a uh, rather unremarkable tin. What's the, th this is probably where I get, yeah. Oh, no, this is, high, oh, interesting. This is a 1-4, so this is actually fairly high nicotine, um, and it's just fantastic. This is, uh, I'm not super experienced with these menthol flavors. I've tried the XR Catch, which is garbage, uh, and then I've tried this Lab 22, and now this Nick and Johnny Green Ice, and I'll tell you what, I will be getting this again. It's awesome. It is an awesome, awesome menthol flavor. Um, I don't know if they call it green ice. I don't know if it's supposed to be. The tin's kind of shit. I don't like these cheap bottoms on the tin. I don't know if the, I don't know why they call it green ice. I don't know if this is maybe supposed to be some kind of apple flavoring or something in it. I don't know what it is. I just love it. I definitely prefer the flavor to the Lab 22. Um, but I'll probably keep the Lab 22 tin and put the shit in it in the future because I don't like these cheap plastic tins that the Nick and Johnny comes in. 
Anyway, it's awesome. Nick and Johnny Green Ice. I bought this because it won an award, and it, um, shit. So how do we do there? We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think I did nine there. Nine snooze reviews. How about that? Another thing I, I've, I've been noticing, I, uh, solve my problem i i always have uh, i gotta bring quarters with me i play a lot of pool and i use an old snooze tin which fits like four dollar four or five dollars in quarters and that has solved the problem for me that i was uh previously using uh prescription pill bottles for this is much classier and actually a funny thing on monday i was playing my match for apa and I've got my quarters in this. Um, it's I'm actually using an old uh, Gottelberg's Rappé uh, loose tin that I had bought a year or two ago. So I put my uh, I put my quarters in there, and I put it. You know, I took the quarters out. So I'm loading the table, and I've got it just like on the on the side of the table there. And the guy asked me, he's like, "What is that?" And I said, "Oh, it's an old t an old tin for uh, for Swedish tobacco." And he's like, "Yeah, it looked like something like that." And he pulled out. He had like a, a skull. I think it was a skull. I don't know. It was some. It was one of the 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 shitty. Uh, it's not snooze. I don't think it's snooze. I think it's just like a. It's like a. I think it's a type of dip. It's it's one you're supposed to spit. I, I don't know what whatever it is. All the all the shit you can buy in America besides general snooze is crap, including all the American snoozes, really suck. But he whipped that. He whipped it out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I use that." And I'm like, "Listen, man, it was me versus him in the match." I said, "After the match, let me let me give you some things to try." And uh, he was very appreciative. Uh, and I taught him how to use it and the, the whole thing. So there you go. Um, you know, in general, though, one of the things that I have been really loving about using snooze versus vaping is that nobody knows that I'm doing it. I love how discreet it is. I mean, you just turn your back for a second, pop it in your upper lip, and I'm in flavor country. I got like a nice, smooth, even nicotine buzz. Well, the, the you know, if it's the stronger snooze, you got a little bit of buzz. If it's the, you know, regular strength, it's just, it's there. It's just there enough, and it's smooth, it's even, and nobody knows, and nobody bothers me. And I, I love it because after five years of constant questions from people, I like to help people, but I'm exhausted. So yeah, I'm basically vaping hardly at all at this point. Um, I have to charge my battery like once a week, you know, for the very little that I use, uh, that I use, uh, my mod in the morning and then. I am just a low-tech nicotine user at this point. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, anybody who out there who, uh, whatchamacallit, any, anyone out there who has suggestions about snooze or anyone, and, and for vaping too, you know, for both, as we go into the sixth year of the show being on the year, I, I promise you, this next year, um, you will not really hear much of anything from me regarding talking about new vaping products, liquids, mods, atomizers. 
uh, this is not the show for that moving forward. I cannot possibly see myself buying anything new at all because I am just such a very, very uh, infrequent vapor at this point. It's literally, you know, for an hour every day, and that's it. I'm not looking for anything at this point. So there is certainly space on this program for anything new and exciting in terms of vaping or uh, in, in terms of vaping technology or e-liquids. You're not going to hear it from me, but that doesn't mean that it can't be here. Um, there's just room for you now. If you have something interesting to talk about new, th that space is always open here for anyone. And it's just something that I've never kind of solicited before. I am soliciting it now. You're never going to hear about a new vaping product or a new e-liquid from me. So if you want to help out and, you know, keep more vaping content in this show, well, it's on you. And the, and the door is open. Just send me an email. Again, it is clickbangradio at gmail.com. Anyone wants to review or talk about any vaping shit, might as well be from you. It's not going to be from me. Uh, that said, I expect 2016 to be the biggest legislative year for vaping, and that will be discussed and followed very closely by me, but not technology or liquid. Same goes for anyone out there who might be a snooze user. You got something new exciting to talk about? Like when I when I did this a few year, weeks ago when James came on, he, you know, as a result of that, I don't know, it helped me. Hopefully it helps somebody else listening too, but um, that was really helpful. Uh, yeah, you got shit you want to talk about. I don't care what it is. You want to talk, you, you just bought a go-kart? Let's hear about it. I mean, I don't care. Uh, I always said when I started the show, like, it's yours too. You want to talk about something? Yeah. Go ahead. Come on board. Okay, so, um, mm, so I was, uh, the, don't worry. I'm going to talk about Star Wars, but there will be no spoilers. I promise no spoilers. And, um, you know, it took me a while to get a ticket because I don't see very many movies, uh, anymore. I, there's, unless there's something that's, uh, particularly astounding you know i'll wait and watch it when it comes out and you know and on, on blu-ray in, in my living room or whatever i i i don't see the point of going and spending you know upwards of twenty dollars on a movie unless it is an experience that i cannot replicate in my home and it is something truly special so i did make the decision when this new star wars was coming out to uh very carefully make the purchase of the tickets. And by that, I mean, again, I don't do this very often. And it is, obviously, I knew it's going to be, you know, I don't, I didn't know how it was going to be in terms of the content of the story and the characters and the plot. And the pl I don't know about any of that, but you got to know that it's going to be, you know, an 11 for audio and video. It's just going to be a fantastic visual and auditory uh, experience. So what did I do? I looked up. What's the best format? What's the best theater to watch Star Wars in? And I got a lot of good information. Uh, the, the, the part that really surprised me uh, is that I did find the best possible theater that you can see this movie in. It just, of all places, does not exist in New York City. Does not exist in New York State doesn't exist in the tri-state area 
no, not in Jersey, not in Connecticut, not just nowhere near me. Is there a theater that has the best technology to watch the film? Now, how do I know that? Well, because J.J. Abrams told me. Well, I read an article or an interview that somebody did with him. Apparently, the best way to see this new Star Wars is using a projector technology that I have only heard. I, I just I don't know an awful lot about it. It is a um, IMAX 70 millimeter laser projector and the closest IMAX 70 millimeter laser projector is either in Boston or Philadelphia. Can you fucking believe fucking Boston and, and Philly, the two armpits of the Northeast in terms of cities have these fan, what he says are these fantastic projectors. Apparently the big deal with them is that as, as for anyone out there who might be a videophile knows the hardest thing to do on a projection screen or on any, on any display, the hardest thing to do is make the blacks truly black. The darker the blacks, the better the contrast. So the better all the other colors. it's getting blacks black is hard. Apparently on laser projection, they nailed it. And it is anyway, who gives a shit? I can't describe it because I've never seen it because I'd have to drive for three hours to get the one. So that's not going to happen. But I did find that, and this also surprised me, there is one and only one uh, IMAX 70 millimeter 3D projector in New York City. Only one. And thank goodness it was in Manhattan. So I said, okay, there's the theater. Uh, it's on the Upper West Side, the uh, Lowe's uh, AMC Lincoln Square. So it's like on uh, 68th and Broadway. Kind of a bitch, whatever. I got to take the one train up there. Kind of a bitch to get to, but whatever. So I said, okay, I'm going to go see it there. Now, I am certainly not going to just show up and deal with a line of people who, when you know, when you go in, you know, flood the theater to try to get the best seat. Fuck no. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get a not necessarily front and center but a a center and center seat and by that i mean center of the auto, uh, center of the uh, center from left to right and also uh, i want to be sitting so that my eye level is at the center of the screen so i had to do some research to figure out well how far back do i want to sit like what row do i know i want to sit right in the middle in terms of left to right that's easy but what row do i actually want to sit in in this theater so that my eye level is center of the screen. So I looked it up and I found somebody was talking about the theater on Reddit and told me the exact, or the, they posted what the exact row number is, row K apparently, is the row that you want to be sitting in. So I say, okay, great. Now I know exactly where I want to sit. Now I will simply go and I will buy my tickets and I will reserve those seats for me and my two buddies that I was going to go with. So this is on Christmas Eve, right? So on Christmas Eve, I say, okay, Let's see if there's any tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought. This is how fucking naive I am. I actually thought that I would be able to find to, to go the next day. No. So I go the day after that. No. And because you, you can see it's like it's like, you know, when you buy tickets for an airplane and you get to choose your seat, they do this at that theater also. So I'm just like. You know, going another day, another day, another day, another day, another day. 
find, you know, keep in mind, this is Christmas Eve, the first day available where I was able to get the seats that I wanted was January 3rd. So that's just, what is that? It's over a week, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It's over a week, I think. So anyway, so, okay. So fine. So Sunday night, me and my two buddies go, another great thing about snooze, man. Don't have to worry about the theater. Don't have to worry about stealth vape and nothing. I'm just, I'm in, I'm in flavor country and nobody knows. But anyway, um, so just to speak about the audio and visual experience. Yeah. It's the best I've ever experienced in any movie ever in my life. Probably not surprising, but it shouldn't be understated. This is, uh, I mean, the only thing I could say, there were, I think there were some specific scenes in Avatar. I am not a uh, fan of that story for that movie. Just, just, just speaking for pure, um, in this respect, video effects that they did in Avatar on the 3D um, were ridiculous and may have just some isolated scenes on Avatar may have been a little bit better in 3D than The Force Awakens. But other than that, it's the most sh stunning audiovisual experience I have ever had in my life, and I have seen some shit. Uh, so there's that. Um, but really, I mean, you should really look up to see what's available in your area because if you're going to spend this kind of money i mean there's no such thing as going to a movie for cheap any these days so do the imax thing do the imax 3d thing and do the 70 70 millimeter thing and if you have access to a laser 70 millimeter imax 3d then go with god now speaking to the story again don't worry no no uh no spoilers um before we get to that I warmed myself up a little bit because it's been a while, you know, I, when I haven't watched episode four or five, you know, uh, a new hope or the empire strikes back. Uh, I haven't watched those in a while. I kind of wanted to get in the mood and I found out about this and this is, this is great because this is something that is accessible to everybody for free. There is some crazy guy from the Czech Republic who uh, apparently, I didn't even know about this because I haven't watched those movies in so long. Apparently what George Lucas has been doing is on those old movies that were made in 1977 and, and, and then thereafter, he's been fucking with them a lot. I didn't know that. So what you could, ha what you could have seen if you were alive in 1977 in a theater um, has virtually no resemblance to the Blu-ray or the DVD that you would buy today. And by that I mean, um, he has added a ton of shit, a ton of CGI robots and, 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 and scenes and taken out some stuff and replaced it with other stuff. Like he's fucked with it. And uh, most people feel not for the better. Now, this is a common thing that they do with movies. They they tweak it, they add some new stuff to it, okay. But like then, you, you know, when you buy the Blu-ray, they also give you the original. So if you want to watch the new enhanced, remastered, and this and that, then go ahead and watch it. 
And if you want to watch the original, well, that's on the disc also, or that's on disc two or whatever, right? Lucas has not made that available. There is, uh, you can't get anything that resembles the original Star Wars. For some reason, he, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. And I think people has, and he tells them to go fuck themselves. He's made it disappear. So this guy, I forget his name, but this guy in the Czech Republic was pissed off about it. So he started this project. And it, it started as something very ambitious and seemingly impossible, trying to get any resources he could get his hands on. And unfortunately, in the beginning stages of this, the project, that meant you know, relying on VHS and uh, Super VHS and beta releases of Star Wars. I think it came out on beta too. So these relatively low quality sources, but unaltered to use some of those scenes. And, you know, some of the Blu-ray was quite good. So he was able to use some of those scenes and kind of hodgepodge to try to make a seamless version of the movie that closely resembled what you would have seen in the theater when um, episodes four, five, and six originally came out. Now, he caught a really big break in that this was somebody who obviously had to have in the past or currently works for George Lucas or works for Lucasfilm because somebody, um, I, I don't know if it was anonymously or he certainly won't say who it is because this is massively illegal. Somebody sent this guy some uh, 35 millimeter film, like the, sh like the shit that they were putting in the theater, that the, 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 the shit they gave him the originals. And I'm not saying like, a ma he didn't give him a master or anything, but a very good quality copy of the 35 millimeter. Uh, you know, this is like, uh, <laughs> in terms of piracy, I mean, this is, uh, this is the, this is the most illegal possible thing, you know? It just, it's something that just doesn't happen, but it was obviously somebody who had access to it and sent them to the guy. So this was after a couple of, I believe a couple of the versions had been made and now he's got the fucking bomb. So he was able to take the original 35 millimeter and to be fair, the Blu-ray did have some higher quality stuff that, and he used some of those scenes also that didn't have the CGI added on top of it. Anyway, he was able to take all of these different, and he and he did tons of shit with the with the audio too to get it close to the original. I mean, this is a this is a crazy project. It really is the the amount of time that this guy put into making something that is physically impossible to sell because it is so illegal. There is no opportunity to sell this. Period. Full stop. The amount of time he put into this is. It's just crazy. Years of work. Years and years of work. And he, well, here's how you can get it. All you have to do is search for Star Wars D-Specialized. Uh, Star Wars D-E-Specialized. Um, that's all you need to know. You can go on, um, uh, go on uh, the fucking Pirate Bay. If you go on Pirate Bay and you, talk, and you type in Star Wars D-Specialized, Despecialized, you will see a torrent that is 20 gigabytes or close, somewhere between 18, 19, 20, 21, I forget what exactly, a large torrent, right? And that's what you want. 
Now, granted, that will take, uh, depending on your internet connection, my shitty internet connection uh, equals an overnight download for sure. But, holy shit. It is breathtakingly good. I mean, I've never seen something look that good on my plasma before. Uh, simply phenomenal. Uh, same thing for Empire Strikes Back. Search for... Uh, Empire Strikes Back, despecialized, boom, get the 20 gigabyte jobby. Now, when I went to try to get Return of the Jedi despecialized, I found it, but I wasn't able to find the 20 gigabyte one. But I didn't really care that much because Return of the Jedi, um, you know, a lot of that movie I'm fast forwarding, you know, because I'm just, I'm not down with Ewoks. I'm sorry. Those, those guys suck. So I just really needed it. I didn't really care. There was like a nine gigabyte version of that. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I just need to just show me the fight scenes. And if I forgot anything, you know, and I really didn't. I, I skipped through most of the movie. I'm really not a big fan of Return of the Jedi. The the job of the hut shit and the, and the, and the, the Boba Fett scene. I like that. Some of the lightsaber battles. Fine. I, I probably watch less than half of the movie, but I'm telling you a new hope and empire strikes back episodes four and five. Get that despecialized version. Highly recommended. Anyway, after watching those, I was super, super psyched to go to the theater and see it. Get there nice and early. So I smuggled it. My dad gave me some uh, some moonshine for my birthday. <laughs> and I hadn't really... Uh, other than cracking it open and having a taste, I really hadn't touched it since then. And I said, what a great opportunity. Let's fill up the flex. So me, my buddies, Andrew, my buddies, uh, Andrew and Angelo, uh, he got, he had a flask of whiskey. I, or I think he had some bourbon. I had the moonshine, went to the uh, bodega, got some candy. I get some, uh, what do we get? Pork rinds. And, uh, uh what else did I get? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, just, you know, a bunch of candy. Because I'm not paying, you know, $7 for a pack of Skittles. Sorry. So anyway, we're all stocked up, ready to go. And just, enjoy. like I said, 11, the, the experience overall, I loved it. And I am very happy with paying $22 for the experience. That said, this movie has a lot of problems. Don't worry. No spoilers. But I will say this. Listen. Even if you have, this is not a giveaway of anything going on, but what they are doing with this movie is they are making a female as, you know, the main, uh, th there's this, this, this new female character who will be, uh, obviously will be the focal point, who was the focal point for this movie and very likely the next two. Um, it's very, very difficult to make a compelling female lead in an action series. Is it possible? Absolutely. Lara Croft, they fucking nailed it, right? It's hard to do, and I was disappointed with it in this movie. Um, it's an ambitious goal. And I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it worked great in this one. 
and it's just going to be an uphill battle moving forward. I don't like it. Um, I wish I did. They just didn't do a good enough job because it's really hard. Some of the other characters um, just extremely underdeveloped and are exhibiting skills that they have no right to have that are disrespectful to there there are certain, like for example with the, again this is not a spoiler but in Star Wars the only people who use the lightsabers are jedis or jedis in training and it's like you know anyone can fire a blaster right or gun or, or, or whatever all that shit lightsaber warfare is special lightsaber warfare was not treated in a special manner in this movie it was treated very flippantly um he had a guy who hadn't who had held a lightsaber in his hand literally for less than five minutes fighting somebody who knew the force um and and doing quite well that shouldn't happen that's not cool um, he should have, the only thing that should have happened was if, if he figured out how to turn the thing on, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. You never saw Han Solo using a lightsaber and for good reason. It's not right. Fuck that. Not cool. The lead villain. I mean, listen, sure. Big holes to shoe. That's a, Big shoes to fill. I mean, it, uh, nobody is asking anyone to make a better villain than Darth Vader. I mean, that is an almost impossible task. But this guy? Very, very, very weak villain. So, you have a very weak villain and a very weak hero, or should I say heroine. That's not good. So, not overall, very much enjoyed it. I am giving it a 7 out of 10, and I think I'm being very generous. That said, I highly recommend you go out and see it. But if not, go get the despecialized versions of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And that is free and wonderful and guaranteed uh, to enjoy like you've probably never seen the movies before. Certainly, I never have. I've never seen anything that looked like that. So what what next? I am uh 10:44, huh? So I have uh gone much longer than I thought I would have on these few topics. Okay, a couple more things. Okay. Um I was going to talk about Penny Dreadful. I will say this very quickly. Uh critically acclaimed uh you know, sci-fi horror type show forget what network it's on um i am really underwhelmed so far uh it's a bit just too out there for me it's too dramatic it's too much i don't know it's just a bit much and i don't mind over the top stuff i mean fuck man i'll watch old boy any day but this eh. 
I don't think I, I've watched two episodes or maybe three. I think I watched three episodes so far. I'm, I don't know if I can stick with this. It's, it's, it's rather silly. Uh, you know, when you're going to have, you know, you've got like, uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein when he's young in it. Um, you got a uh, Dorian Gray in it. That those are that's that's tough, man. You're setting yourself a hard, a very high bar. You'd be better off just, I don't know. Eh. There's better things to see out there. Case in point, Netflix has knocked it out of the fucking park again, and I am not. I'm not even done. I'm not even halfway through this shit. Making a murderer. I know it's all. I I, I just. For, for some reason, the title just did not, um, it didn't grab me. Uh, I don't, you know, it gives you the thought of like, oh, you know, I don't know. I was just thinking like society or the police or whatever, doing bad things to a guy and making him into a murderer and, you know, whatever. That's not what it's about at all. So the title sucks, making a murderer. Not a great title. Um, but finally, somebody bent my ear. Um uh, my buddy who uh, who tends bar nearby, who had recommended to me the uh, I believe it was an, actually the HBO series The Jinx. Um, he recommended this to me. He's like, I know how much you love The Jinx, the Robert Durst uh, miniseries. He's like, this making a murderer is. He's like, Russ, this is up your alley. I'm telling you that. And so far, what I have seen. Now, what I love so much about this stuff is um I love the 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 documentary style type of thing where where they're telling a, a story about something that really happened like and with the Robert Durst story with the jinx yeah I mean yeah of course it's 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 crazy but what you're dealing with it's a, it, it's a, it's a crazy story and all but like it's not that difficult to believe that a single human being can be as twisted and demented and psychopathic as one person, namely Robert Durst. Yeah, he's a crazy lunatic billionaire. Like, like all these things are incredible. And then all the shit that happened after the show. So it's it's an incredible story that is continuing to evolve. You know, every day there's he's you know he's sitting in a jail cell, and this this will play out in the courtroom in the next year or two. So it's yeah, that's that's crazy stuff and really good. Making a murderer is, like, if you compare it to the jinx, like I said, in the jinx, you got one crazy motherfucking psychopath, right? In making a murderer, you've got over a dozen. And, well, I don't, I don't really want to give away anything. But here's what I can do. Here, I'll give away something that, it doesn't matter because it like it, it happens in the first like minute of episode one, right? So not a big deal that you know about that, that you're going to hear about this, right? Basically, guy um, gets convicted of rape uh, that he did not commit. That an entire police force conspired to throw him in jail for. He went to jail for 18 years, and then DNA evidence exonerated him, right? So you probably could have made a whole miniseries out of that. These crazy fucking psychopaths just didn't like this guy because he pissed off some woman who's married to a cop and tried to throw him in prison for 
you know, a very long time for fucking rape, right? And then the evidence exonerated him. Like, so I'm talking about like the first 10 minutes, basically, the first five minutes maybe of the, of the first episode. And that is the least crazy thing that happens in this series. And like, I, I'm only four episodes deep. I mean, this shit is fucking nuts and it's true. These are things that really happen to this guy. Um, it's almost, if it was fiction, it wouldn't be worthwhile because you'd never believe it. But holy shit. Some people do not like to be challenged. What am I missing? Uh, shit, man. Okay. I know this happens every, every, you know, every week when I put together topics for a show, I get a piece of paper, I put these bullet points, and then I look at my list, and I look at the clock, and I thought that I was worried about having a show that only lasted a half hour, and now I'm looking at this topic on this piece of paper, and it's, I'm just, just looking at it, it says, how modern feminism is crippling women. There is no way I can start this topic now, but I can promise you to do it next week. Because at 10.50, I can't start it. I can't physically do it, I don't think. My, my voice is starting to peter out. I really want to do this topic. Let's make it something that is the feature story next week rather than just something I'm going to try to jam into the end of an episode. Is that all right? I hope, well, you don't really have a choice. <laughs>